Good morning. It is time to get up with something crazy. Coming on strong in Green Bay. Off a Monday night morning while the Packers postseason is still very much possible. Meanwhile, oh no, the most important bird has a damaged wing. How much does a hurting hurts hurt the Eagles' chances of winning it all? And then the D in Big D stands for disappointment. There's only one word to describe Dallas this week, and we're not afraid to use it. You will hear what that word is as we get up with you starting right now, ready to roll. Look at the sun peeking up over Brooklyn behind us. We are ready to go, and some football is here. Graz and Neek and Mike T. And the big swagoo is vested and ready to go this morning. Looking good. Marcus Spears picking up with the game of the night last night. Chilly Green Bay, just the way Aaron Rodgers likes it. Hosting the Rams. Packers needing every win to get a chance at the playoffs. Final seconds of the first. Packers up 3-0. Aaron Rodgers, what is this? I don't. I think it's a miscommunication between Aaron Rodgers and his arm. I don't know <laughs> what's going on there, but it's a terrible throw. Great catch, though, right? Alan Lazard is the wide-open receiver. Taylor Rapp with the easy interception. So a disappointing start for Rodgers and the Packers. Meanwhile, six minutes to go in the second. Packers fourth and three. How about A.J. Dillon? Why pass when you can do this? Good powerful run for Dylan. Hey, if you want power, how about this? Look at Dylan moving those quads. Drag him into the end zone. Green Bay ran it for 138 yards. Packers up 10-6 at halftime. Third quarter, same score, second and 11. Dylan, not just a runner, he's also got some hands. Yeah, you don't want to see this body in the secondary coming <laughs> straight for you. So happy he stepped out of it. And later in the drive, it's Dylan again punching it in for the punctuation. What a night for him. Packers up 17-6. Next Green Bay possession. Rodgers looking comfortable. Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, bootleg again. This time a little bit more reasonable pass and it works out. Rodgers would throw for 229 yards on the night and one touchdown. Here comes that to Aaron Jones on the screen. Jones also had a good night last night. Great block from Watson and Jones finish it. It's nice to have two backs that can change the game like that. Packers up 24-6. So this one was pretty much on ice, literally and figuratively. But then I just have to show you this play late in the game. That's Baker Mayfield. That's picked by Rasul Douglas. What is he doing? He's going to lateral the ball. They did not watch the tape of that Raiders uh, Pats game, but hey, trying to score. Let's have no fun. more laterals. Meanwhile, Aaron, you've got a winning streak. Now what? We've got two. Got two in the bag. And those of us who sometimes peek ahead knew that we had to win five and then have a lot of things go our way. So we won two, and just about everything we've needed to happen has gone our way. Just about, right? So things are looking up. Look, the bottom line of it is the biggest question is, will they win out? Because the other things are going their way. They just need Seattle to lose one game. They have tough games coming up. They need the Commanders to lose two of their final three or the Giants to lose out. If Green Bay wins out, they have a real shot of getting into the playoffs. And some will look at this thing and they will say, well, they go to Miami this week. Yeah. They have no chance of winning that game. Mike T thinks otherwise. Why? Why? Because you want to play as many home games as possible if you're the Dolphins in September. And when it gets to November and late December now, Greeny, teams like to go down there. That's why when I was with the Dolphins, we wanted as many of those home games as early as possible. Green Bay is going to feel refreshed. They're going to get out of this cold. Going out, Rodgers, they may have flown last night from Lambeau down to <laughs> South Florida for the week. And it's not home field advantage nearly as much as it is early in the year. Marcus, this Green Bay team, as you watch them play right now, I mean, we've ruled them out for weeks, and the overwhelming likelihood is still that they don't make the playoffs. But how much better do they look to you?
They look better. Look like some rapport is being built with these wide receivers. But this week, we're going to rule them out, too. They not getting in the playoffs, okay? Nope. Listen, if they run the table, if they run the table, I'll be the first one to come on TV and eat crow. I still, first of all, they played a bad Los Angeles Rams team, so mm-hmm. let's not get carried away about what we saw last night. I saw times and opportunities for the Rams to have a chance to make plays. Still pressured Aaron Rodgers at a high clip. And give, give Green Bay credit. They were able to stay in the vein in which they like to win games. And that's through Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So, not knocking them, but I look at the Lions, I look at the Minnesota Vikings and the Miami Dolphins. If you think what we've seen from Green Bay tells you that they're going to go 3-0 the next week, we've been watching a totally different team and a totally different game all season long. All Crazy things have happened in this league. I know it can happen, but I'm not putting my money on it. Yo, Swaggo, I'm going to push back on that because the December Green Bay Packers would crush the September Green Bay Packers. This is a much-improved football team, and Romeo Mm -hmm. Dobbs and Christian Watson have only been on the field for 52 (laughs) plays together. I think they're a much better team than they were. Sure, it would be nice if they could play the September Green Bay Packers for the next three weeks in a row. (laughs) That'd be great. I was about to say, say, what about the other teams? What about the other teams? Uh, let, let, let me make an argument, Graz. Let me make an argument to okay. you. He just, the Miami game is the one that will say, okay, that's trouble. Mike T is making an argument for Rodgers being comfortable down there. Then they get the Vikings and Lions in their place. Both those teams have to come to Green Bay, Lambeau Field, in December, where Rodgers never loses. Eight degrees outside. Teams that might not have as much going on there. I, I, I really believe there's a chance. There's a chance, but I don't, I mean, like, first of all, at Miami, Miami's better than they are, and it is, and it is a road game on a short week for them. They have to travel on a short week. The numbers are, are bad for teams that do that. True. And then the Lions and the Vikings are two teams that already beat them. Like, I, I don't know how we can look at either of those games as a pushover. We've seen them play, and we've seen the Packers lose. So, yes, I agree that the Packers ha- are putting it together at the right time. But I still think it's going to take a series of incredibly unlikely events. And, and definitely at this point, I would say it would be surprising if they make it. I, I like Detroit as the hotter wild card contender right now out of that division. No, of that, there is no doubt. I mean, uh, they were one and six, and they're seven and seven. That speaks for itself. But let me just ask you this. What you are watching right now, and I understand the winning streak is Chicago and, and the bad Rams. So uh, no, no one is suggesting that, that suddenly they look like the 85 Bears. But <laughs> if this team does sneak into the playoffs, could you see them winning a game? I mean, if they play the Cowboys, maybe, because the Cowboys seem to play to the level of their opponents. But I think it's unlikely that they make the playoffs. Obviously, if they get in, it's still a stretch to me. I think um, I was messing with Mike T a little bit about which they played the September Packers. But they are a better team, but they're better than bad. They're still not good yet. Like, this Rams team has a quarterback that they just met, and some people wouldn't have known his name if we didn't talk about him every day on this show. Mm -hmm. So, like, they have a long way to go to start being competitive with good teams. Still banged up on the line. Both running backs have a little bit of something they're dealing with. Those receivers, even though it's coming together, are still rookies. There, there, are, a lot of, there are a lot of question marks about that. All right, so the short-term future for the Packers remains very questionable. The long-term positive, future Mike is team. actually more important, obviously, Marcus, and that means what does all of this, this little flurry if they're putting one together, mean for Rodgers' future in Green Bay? We will get to that a little bit later Ooh. in this hour. But we got to deal with the most important story from the NFL yesterday. And I mentioned it in the open. The most important of the birds has a banged-up wing. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts sprained his right shoulder against Chicago on Sunday, putting his availability for Saturday's game at the Cowboys in question. And I believe there are bigger questions even than that. Here was Dan Orlovsky on NFL Live with his concerns yesterday. 
I'm not solely focused on Jalen Hurts the throwing. I'm focused on Jalen Hurts as a runner as well. His shoulder being hurt is going to impact every single carry that he takes for the remainder of the season. Every single moment where that coaching staff goes, do we want to call this run right here? Like, do we want to expose it to another shot? And when we were listening to that before the show, you immediately said that's a very important point. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts has been special because he gives their offense a degree of flexibility that most quarterbacks don't get. He can throw deep, he can throw short. He also is this great running attack. If you take that part of his game away, they're still a good team, but they're not nearly as unstoppable offensively as we've come to expect them to be week in and week out. And it's not only whether he can do it or not, it's how the coaches feel about calling it. Because we talk about this often, if you are in the red zone and you have to have it, then you might want to risk putting your quarterback in this situation. But that's not when they've been running the ball with him only. Like, he had like a 30-yard touchdown run last week. They run him all over the field, yep. and that caused the defense to have to adjust. Well, look, I mean, we have said so many times this year, they have not faced adversity. Nothing bad has happened to the Eagles. Well, boom, here yeah, it is. pretty bad. But they've banked, banked enough wins. They just need to find one win the rest of the way, and they wrap up the one seed. What are we hearing from inside about the injury? I would be very surprised if he plays this week based on what I was told yesterday. I think after that, it becomes a week-to-week situation. You know, likely probably out a couple of games, uh, but the hope is that he's back maybe for that last game of the regular season, certainly for the playoff game, which, assuming they get the bye, is in five weeks. So I think the concern is not, are they going to be without him the rest of the way? The concern is, what's he going to be like when he comes back, to, to Orlovsky's point? And I think that's a good one. Look, they have a, they have a very good team. On that first touchdown run, like, Gardner Minshew could have ran it. I mean, like the way that hole opened up. But do teams play them differently, right? Does the run game become easier to defend if the quarterback is not a part of it? There's a lot there. I, I think they'll get either the one win or the losses they need by other teams to clinch the one seed, and then it's about what kind of shape is he in when he gets back. And we're going to talk about Dallas a little later, but think how costly for them that loss by the Cowboys was last week. Think what this oh, what the conversation oh, would be this morning if all of a sudden this game this coming Saturday means everything. So... Marcus, under the circumstances we are currently in, what is the significance of this injury, Jalen Hurts, right now to the Eagles? Well, first, let me say this. He ain't touching the field for the rest of the regular season if this is something serious. All right, because I don't give a damn whether you got to go to San Francisco or San Francisco kind of come to you. And I'm projecting a little bit based on the two teams that we see are playing the best in the NFC. It. A Jalen Hurts on the road or a Jalen Hurts at home, if he ain't there, you're in the same situation. And when we look at these teams, the common denominator right now, the only thing that I see football-wise, watching tape, looking at San Francisco, is that your quarterback has to be an equalizer. And Jalen Hurts would be that based on everything that we've watched the San Francisco 49ers do from a defensive standpoint to all of these other teams. The other thing is this. I understand home field advantage. I know that you want it. I know that you want to play at home. But if I told you Randy Moss wasn't going to be able to play because you was on the road, your tail would go on the road and play. (laughs) Okay? So that is really – it's a very simple thing for me uh, when it comes to Jalen. Jalen, how do you feel? How much – how close – can we get him to 100% or at least 90% before we put him back on the field so we don't have those questions about whether to call a run play with him involved as the runner at quarterback because we know that that is a big part of what makes them Super Bowl favorites and Super Bowl contenders. I'm going to get him as close to 100% as I can. If that's this week, next week, or the week after that, he is going to be ready for the tournament and nothing else to me would absolutely matter. And to be clear, it is his throwing shoulder.
Steelers. So you have the yeah. running, you have the throwing. You were doing the game, right? You were on the doing the game on radio between the Eagles and Bears this week. Th- there are a lot of factors in all of this. So Gardner Minshew comes out there. You had a great line. I'll let you. you I don't want to take your line from <laughs> well, you, but Gar- saying, what if Gardner Minshew goes on a if crazy run? There's an organization run? that knows what this is like. I mean, five years ago they lost their MVP candidate starting quarterback with three games left in the season, and they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So, projecting down the road, yeah, I think the Gardner Minshew statue standing next to the Nick Foles statue is going to be a heck of a thing to explain to future generations of Philadelphia sports fans. It's a great line. But with that, Mike T, back to you. Yep. What does this mean? Like, if Minshew comes in there and plays well, there's this contract and all that. Everything is in the mix here. Yeah, and first of all, he's as tough as they come. I was at the game. That surface was rock hard. It was freezing. And he finished the game. That hit happened late in the third quarter. And Greeny, from a contract standpoint, I'd rather have Jalen Hurts for 14 games than not have him for 17. And we're going on our 57th, maybe our 58th starting quarterback this year. It's just part of the deal now. And I'll say this. It would have been a catastrophic a year ago, but Jalen Hurts has 22 completions when the ball travels 20 yards or more. He has gotten dramatically better at his downfield accuracy, and that's why he's so uh, he's been so productive this it, year. Is it, look, the Eagle, you have been riding the Eagles since before the season Absolutely. began. If he isn't back at 100%, we, look, none of us wants yeah. to see the kid hurt, regardless of who you root for. But if he isn't, do they remain the team to beat? No. Like, I mean, close to 100% is yes, it's fine, but he needs to be able to do all the things that he can do. I am a believer in Jalen Hurts as a legitimate MVP. I disagree wholeheartedly with Micah Parsons and this idea of system versus quarterback. Mm-hmm. This system is special in part because the quarterback has been so special. And I want to pick a bone with Mike T, as I always do, is you out here talking about we want to keep for 14 games. You know damn well you would use this against him in negotiations. <laughs> you're, and you're pretending like, oh, we love him no matter what. When it comes to the table, you're like, well, you only played 14 games last year, Jalen. Let me get a little bit of that money back. You didn't win MVP, Jalen. Let me get some of that money back. The money's not going to me. It's an allocation discussion. Uh, right here we go. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I sent us that. It does throw. actually bring up that interesting question, though, Marcus. I'm going to I have much more on Jalen Hurts because the MVP race also shifted yesterday dramatically. That's one of the conversations we will have as we continue here. With him possibly missing a few weeks, maybe the rest of the season, is there a clear frontrunner among the very eligible candidates for league MVP this year? Much more on Jalen Hurts and then to the Cowboys after a devastating overtime loss. There are real questions in Big D. The good news is this. We've got the answers coming up. Get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. 
For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by Sixt. Don't rent a car. Rent the car. Sixt. Rent the car. All right, much more in our top story of the day. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts sprained right shoulder against Chicago Sunday. His availability for Saturday's game at the Cowboys is in question. In fact, there are a lot of questions right now. And certainly one of the offshoots of this injury is its impact on the MVP race, Hertz was the front runner to win league MVP this season. When we woke up yesterday, he was minus 145 at Caesars. At this point, Patrick Mahomes has moved to becoming the odds-on favorite. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow now tied with Hertz over second at plus 550. And, and, and I want to go right back to something, Dominique, you were saying, because it dovetails off of the MVP piece of this. Mm-hmm. When um, Micah Parsons made his now legendary comment about is it him or is it the team, he was actually asking, answering a question about MVP. Right. How much are we going to find out now in these week or weeks without Jalen Hurts about just how much the answer to that question? Whether it should tell us a lot or not doesn't matter, but we are going to react like it does. If they keep rustling and score a bunch of points and blow out some teams that aren't, frankly, aren't playing all that well, then we're going to be like, oh, Jalen Hurts is part of the system. And guys like Mike T are going to try to use that to negotiate his price down. If they stink and then say he comes back for week 18, 17, and 18 and he plays well, then the stats aren't going to matter. We're going to say Jalen Hurts is by far the MVP. How this team plays next week, I know Jalen Hurts would never do this because he's a team guy, but man, his friends and family should be rooting for the Eagles to look Harold right in the next couple of games, and then he comes back and look good so he can win the MVP trophy. Yeah, I mean, Gardner Minshew all of a sudden becomes <laughs> a, a, an actual existential threat. Let me ask you this question, Marcus. The, the, the whole thing last week about the team and the player and the Jalen Hurts and everything else, now all of a sudden we're going to see the Eagles without him, it seems, at least for a week and maybe more than that. What does that mean? I think for the Eagles, it's going to show sustainability. Look, we've look, we we are all 
like enamored with the way Jalen Hurts has played this year. But I think people forget like this defense has about 20 sacks in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Mm-hmm. We got an all we, we consider this offensive line to be the best offensive line in the NFL. The scheme is phenomenal and the scheme, every quarterback is a system quarterback, okay? Because you should tell any smart coach is gonna tailor it around his skill set. So I don't think Garner Minshew can do what Jalen Hurts has done with this offense, but I think this offense around Garner Minshew is good enough for you to be able to to win games without Jalen Hurts. Not consistently, but enough games in order to, let's say, lock up the number one seed. A.J. Brown is an absolute superstar. Devontae Smith got her back. Like, Miles Sanders in the backfield. This, this team has operated at a very high level, and I'm sure that they'll wrap around it. And guys, think about this. Brock Purdy is playing quarterback in San Francisco. What mm-hmm. do we talk about all the time? Kyle Shanahan, ability to call plays, and the guys that's around him, Christian McCaffrey, offensive line, the defense is playing at a top level. The Philadelphia Eagles are kind of built in that same vein. I probably should never say this on TV because y'all know how much I love the Dallas Cowboys. I want to see the Eagles with Jalen Hurts play the San Francisco 49ers defense. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. I want to see how this, how this, this offense that we see – as a very prolific offense with a quarterback that can make you right even when you're in bad situations, go up against a defense that we haven't seen in, in a long time be this good for this amount of time. So I, I think the Eagles will be fine. I think they can win two out of these next three, if not all three. And, and all they need to do is win one and they lock up the one seed. But as far as the rest of it, as far as MVP awards and deep playoff runs and how they look without him, those things do matter to certain people. You mean talking about MVP voters? Yeah, and, and no, I'm talking about like his future, the team, sure. how much money he gets paid, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all tied together. I mean, look, I, I think if he wins the MVP award, that's a helper for him in contract negotiations, sure. right? You can, you can use it as a differentiator. I want more money than Kyler Murray. He right. never won MVP and right. I did. You know, that, that kind of thing. So I think it matters, absolutely. How much does it matter? It doesn't matter. I mean, he is going to be paid. Uh, he's going to be the highest paid player in the sport. He's having. An he's MVP. going to be the highest paid player well, in the sport. Well, without question, because it's his turn, and he'll be the highest paid player for 10 minutes, and then it's going to be Joe Burrow and then Justin Herbert. But, again, he's played enough, and he's played at a high level. He's turned his negative into a positive, so I don't care if he has the award or not, but this is, without question, the most indispensable player they have. Guys, you know, also – yeah. Also, let's remember this. Like, even though it wasn't a great performance, this team went to the playoffs last year with Jalen Hurts playing quarterback. They did. Right? Yeah. And he yeah. made an exponential jump as far right. as his individual play. Like, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles for the future. Now it's about how much you pay him so you can keep what you have around him. Yeah, his uh, play has more greatly exceeded the expectation than any of the other candidates. But it does throw open the MVP race, so I asked everyone here to give me their MVP right now. This minute, understanding that Hurts is not going to play, we can put the picks up on the screen, and we have some nice distribution. You're sticking with Jalen Hurts yeah, either way. I'm sticking with Jalen Hurts because I think it's not a stats award, it's a story award, and right now his story is still the best. Graziano, you've never wavered from I'm Mahomes. I'm sticking with Mahomes. I still think he operates on a different level than anyone else, and I think we see, we saw this week that the, the, the Chiefs are nothing without him. I, I think he's, he's that important. I'm going to take Josh Allen. He beat your Patrick Mahomes, and he had me on that yeah. two-point play where he did something that very few people could do, go up and over a very good Miami Dolphin. Defense. My pick's not on the screen, but I would take my Joe Burrow, who was doing he beat he's your guy, coming, and he's going to beat your guy on he Monday might. night in a couple of weeks, too. Marcus, you're going Patrick Mahomes. Quick final thought. Yeah, because it's fatigue. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. It's fatigue everywhere. Jalen Hurts is the only person 
that should be in this conversation with Patrick Mahomes based on what he's done with his arm and legs. But Patrick Mahomes brought in a whole new um, offensive core without Tyreek Hill, and he got 35 touchdowns, 11 picks, and this team is looking like the number one seed in the AFC. And the AFC. It, does, it does feel like a year where you could go a lot of different directions yeah. and not be wrong. In the meantime, we told you there is one word that we can use to describe use to Dallas Cowboys this week, and we're not afraid to use it. The question is, what exactly does it mean, and are their problems solvable? Solve, answer all of that as we continue next. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We're back on Get Up. Back on Get Up. Do the Packers with a big win last night at home against the Rams on Monday Night Football that uh, continues to keep their faint playoff, faint playoff alive. But it was not a night without some miscommunication, Dominique, between Aaron Rodgers and his receivers. Yeah, I don't know who to blame that on. Yes, blame that on Aaron Rodgers' fault. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You can't blame the receiver for that. He just overthrew him. That, that receiver there was Alan Lazard. The man who caught the ball is named Taylor Rapp, and he's wearing the other jersey. Uh, that one came early in the game, first quarter when the Packers had a 3-0 lead. Late in the game, the Packers are winning 24-12, and they're looking to ice it, and here's Rodgers throwing for Christian Watson, who's not looking in the right direction. Yeah, that seems like that one might be on Watson. It looks like a choice for the um, quarterback to be able to make a decision. There's a little signal right there. Catch this hitch coming your way. Nope. Go ahead and block it. Yes, he, he, <laughs> he just, No one more surprised than that. And here was Aaron after the game with Lisa Salters talking about some of those issues. Aaron, he's still... A little mad at Christian Watson. <laughs> hey, you want to catch touchdowns, you run the right routes. <laughs> 
All right, that's hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> that, but all's well when you win and all that. And look, he's been catching touchdowns and all yeah. that is going pretty well. Here's the question I want to ask. Because it has been a season filled with a lot of misery in Green Bay, right? They've just, yeah. they've looked miserable. He's looked miserable. And whether they make a late improbable playoff run or not, it doesn't seem quite as miserable. Like Aaron Rodgers joking on the field with Lisa Salters is something I feel like we haven't seen in a very long time. So if they finish kind of strong here, Marcus, in your opinion, how does it impact the way the future looks for the Packers and for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, they got to find either a way to trade Jordan Love because I'm sure Jordan Love is at that point now where he, like, my career is wasted away. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when we have Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love conversations. And, yeah, you could say that the Packers may look to offset Aaron Rodgers and his salary and just start to retool for the future. I believe either one is going to happen. If I'm Jordan Love, I don't want to be in Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there the next two years starting quarterback making what he's making because now I'm in year what, – what year would he be in? Seven or eight by the time he legitimately has a chance to play quarterback in the NFL. So I believe there will be changes in the quarterback room. I don't know if that will necessarily be Aaron Rodgers. And look, G, you know I've been staunch about Aaron Rodgers should be traded and you just recalibrate and start this thing over and let Jordan Love take over and see what you have. Obviously, that's not the case with the Green Bay Packers in three-year, $150 million deal. I think Jordan Love would be the guy that wants out. Yeah, you're, you're braver than me, or maybe it's just because you're on TV, you can say that type of stuff and not actually the one who's making the decisions. Because letting Aaron Rodgers leave or putting, pushing Aaron Rodgers away and he goes somewhere else and win a Super Bowl, that's going to be hard to live with. And you walk around with Jordan Love, who's had three good passes in his NFL career. I'm a little too scared. I'm going to run it back with Aaron Rodgers. And the retooling we're going to do is around the offensive line, addressing some holes on defense. And we're going to have to deal with the curmudgeon that is Aaron Rodgers for as long as he want to be here and as long as he's still good. And the reality is that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are rookies, and they are playing well when they're out there. I mean, I, well, Watson may not be looking all the time, but, <laughs> but those things come. Like, generally speaking, you are starting to see some of the pieces sure. coming together for the Packers in a future that might actually look a lot brighter. Yeah, and I think the Packers made this decision, right, like over yeah. the last couple off-seasons. Aaron Rodgers will be there as long as he wants to be there. And I think that's the way the Packers are approaching it. And honestly, I think they do hope he comes back next year because I think they, they believe they're going to have a good roster. Around. A question literally just jumped into my head because I have Mike Tannenbaum sitting here. It's the perfect time for me to ask it. So let's say Marcus is right, and we've heard these rumblings that maybe Jordan Love will want out of them. I could see us three years from now sitting here saying, do you think they need to get Jordan Love some playing time? You know, <laughs> the guy never gets on the <laughs> If you're a team and you need a quarterback this offseason, are you interested in Jordan Love? And if so, what are you offering Green Bay for him? 100%. Here's a guy that's learned and been well coached. He's going into his third year. I'll give up a third-round pick. It's a little bit like when Matt Schaub was traded a couple years ago. And there's so many teams. If you're New Orleans, if you're Houston, even if you're going to draft one, Jordan Love is an improved football player. Now, Nick, he's only thrown three passes. But <laughs> I would take him over some of the uncertainties that's going to be coming out of the college draft. So... Without question, there would be a robust mo market. I don't think you get a two greenie, but a three is very reasonable. Just, I mean, he, hey, can I be, throw something out there? Oh, go ahead, my That's the other thing, right? Like, oh. so you have yeah. to have there's a fifth year option decision to make yeah. on him in May, which I mean, you can add up the cost of year four and year five and average it out, and maybe it makes sense. But it is still he's further down the line than I think a lot of people realize. Marcus, give us a quick final word on this. If I was the team across the sideline, it'll be the first call I make: the Los Angeles Rams. Huh. If I was the Los Angeles Rams. 
I would try to get Jordan Love. Like, that, that Sean McVay feels like he's a great offensive man. I think we all agree. You got a young quarterback that you won't have to pay a lot of money because you don't have a lot of uh, uh, data on him of how good he is. He brings an element of athleticism. You didn't spend all the money you ever had to build a team. So get a quarterback at a at a price. You had a chance to be across the line of scrimmage from him. And based on what y'all saying, Aaron Rodgers will be there. I agree if he's still playing at a high level, should be. But the, if I'm the Rams, Jordan Love would be squarely in my sights at the end of this season. He, he may very well wind up someplace. That's going to be one of the stories to watch. Meanwhile, I've been waiting all week to talk to Marcus Spears about the Dallas Cowboys. That's our next stop. 10-4 and four off an ugly loss in overtime in Jacksonville, blowing a 17-point lead, allowing over 500 yards of offense. Yesterday here, Rex Ryan and RC calling out the, the Cowboys defense and using one remarkable word. Listen. Dallas is soft. Simple as that. And and what's soft about it? Well, how about their defense? Is this the 85 Bears everybody's telling me about? <laughs> this team stinks on defense. We're not saying that humans that put on pads and run their face into other people are soft physically. Yeah. No. What we're talking about is emotionally. No. What we're talking yep. about is mentally. When you get up on the team and you're supposed to be a great defense, you choke them out. There is no other way to say it, but I'm going to put my foot on your neck and you will not breathe for the rest of the game, especially when it's what I do well. So, those were the comments yesterday. They're strong, but I think there's some reasonableness to them. Marcus Spears, my beloved former Cowboy, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad R.C. clarified what, what they meant with soft, because if you play in the NFL, you ain't soft. I don't mm -hmm. care if you're getting whooped. You still ain't soft. It's a tough game to play. Here's what I'll say, fellas. Like, first of all, this defense, I don't think a lot of people are paying attention, and y'all know me. I'm hard on the Cowboys as well as, I, as much as I love them. This defense has been hammered by injuries now, and especially in this game, it came to a head with the opposite corner of Trayvon Diggs as we show this double move going down. Leighton Vanderish went out in this game. We talk about Dorrance Armstrong. All of the things that we saw with this defense from a personnel standpoint, this defensive line is not as deep as it was. And here's the thing I'll say, too. If it hadn't been for this defense, the Dallas Cowboys would have lost against the Houston Texans. Mm. Dak has turned the football over in their own territory. This defense also forced the fumble to get Dallas offense the ball back where they could have choked out the game to finish the game. And I get it when you up, and obviously Trevor Lawrence and that team has been playing well. I think this is a, this is a culmination of many things. I think, one, they don't play with a lot of discipline. I think, two, the injuries have bothered them um, more than a lot of people want to acknowledge. Three, this offense is turning the football over in their own territory. And so I, I look at the games, and I think to myself, like, if you're a defense, especially at the Dallas Cowboys defense, and nobody ever thought that this defense was world B defense in totality, we thought when you get a lead, you can get after the passer. But I, I'm not ready to say that this defense is solved. I think they've been put in some bad situations here in the last three weeks. And if not for them, they would have went to the tune of having a tremendous amount of success. Remember this, fellas. This is the same defense that damn near scored 30 points by themselves against Indianapolis. Yeah. The same defense that surrendered three points to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not ready to kill the Dallas defense when I consistently, consistently see turnovers from the quarterback, whether that be his fault or somebody else's fault.
when I see consistent errors on Keller's part, who enough people don't talk about as being responsible for being one of the things that we're watching with the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, I, so you blame to the defense. But this offense ain't helping at all. Open zero. Marcus said it all. Like he covered every single base that needed to be hit. That needed to learn that RC probably gives a hell of a pregame speech because I want to does. I want to have to start putting a foot on somebody's neck. But I think that's true. True. As as much as I want to like defend Dak guy because I think some of these interceptions are not his fault. They gotta stop. Yeah. I don't know whose whose fault it is. Yeah. We blame it. It don't matter who, who individual we blame. It's a team situation. They have to stop. And yes, Mike, Micah Parsons in that line is the strength of this. If, if we get a lead in the second half, this is what you want. Y'all supposed to eat. We're not supposed to have to worry about nothing. We're supposed to be looking at sacks for the rest of the game. So yes, there's responsibility on defense, responsibility on the offense. But if you're going to be a champion team, which is what I guess they think that they are, they need to play much better than they've, they've been playing late on both sides of the ball. I, I think Swagoo nailed it. The most consequential part of this game was Dallas had a 27-second drive after Trevor Lawrence fumbled late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You can't have the ball for 27 seconds, and that, that is 100% on Kellen Moore and play, play calling. And look, this has a ton of injuries on defense. Oh my, my we God. all know that. Know Everyone does. But to me, this, this discussion never happens if they make one first down, commit to running the ball, and that's where the game really changed. Yeah, they used 27 seconds and left Jacksonville with a timeout at the end by throwing this pass up at, I mean, a very, very low percentage play on the and third albeit, and 10 there. Yeah, go ahead, Marcus. And albeit, albeit not Dak fault, fellas, this game ended on a pick six. Yeah, <laughs> The defense right. was on the sideline. Yeah, like, that's true. So, yeah, I get Congrats. it. I get Jumping, it. Everybody find deserves word. blame. I think the defense has, you know, was, was playing at a super high level early in the season because of the pass rush. And right now they can't get to the pass rush because they were never great in the secondary to begin with, and now they're banged up back there. So that, yep. the offense pick them up. The quarterback has not played well. He's not having nope. a good season. As many points as they've scored, his level of play needs to improve. The interceptions do need to stop. 11 interceptions in nine games. His career high is 13, and that was a 16-game season. And so this is, this is not him. If he continues to play like this, they're in trouble. Right, and, and by trouble, look, they're going to be the five seed. They're right. not going to Which means they're going to play a lousy NFC South champion. Imagine them at Tom Brady's building. I think they win that. We all think they'll win that. I thought they were going to be Jacksonville. We think. Jacksonville's a lot better than Tampa. That's probably true. That's a whole other conversation. We'll see. Now they get a Jalen Hurts-less Eagle team this weekend. Meanwhile, speaking of awful, was the game losing lateral? Was there something even worse going on in New England than that play? Dominique has an opinion. We'll see how many Fox he gives. Next. <laughs> <laughs>Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We are back on Get Up, and our good calls are brought to you by Subway. The best call of the night actually came from an ESPN producer, as he decided not only would RG3 do the Lambo leap, but guys, how about our guy Shefty doing the Lambo leap last night? Marcus Tuckus, take a look at this. Give us a read on Shefty. Uh, hey, I'm going to tell y'all something funny, man. My dad texted me last night after he watched Shefty do this. He said Shefty would have knocked himself out and had a concussion if it wasn't for the fans holding the back of his jacket to pull him up over that wall. I don't think we can call that a leap. That That is a leap. That's a leap. We should That's sliding. The other one is like a Lambo a pull. Like, I give credit yeah, to the fans like for that pull. Look at yeah. the speed from Shefty. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Ooh. One of them fans got, no, one of them fans got to do that after Robert because yeah. Robert just sort of floated up there. Like, yeah. 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 like you go, Shafty. Give him credit for that. I <laughs> love it. Green Bay winds up winning their playoff hopes for winning five. Meanwhile, the Jets losing to the Lions. Detroit's playoff hopes very much alive. Zach Harrison up and down in his return as a start. And has turned the ball over. Late final drive. Late shoes. Missed 58-yard field goal. That was the field of the day. Here was the coach, Robert Sala, on the quarterback yesterday. The frustrating thing is that, you know, the, this kid's going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be um, the end the all in this, this new instant coffee world that we're in just does not want to give people time. And so we look at him and he is just nitpicked with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> okay. Single. So, time out. <laughs> all of us, time out, coach. Uh, all of us who are, yeah, he still has one left from yeah. this weekend. Uh, all of us who knit him obviously are the ones who decided to deactivate him for three games when he had a game five and two record as a starter. I'm not suggesting starter. it was the wrong decision. I'm suggesting that if anyone decided he wasn't playing well enough, play was the coaching staff themselves. But I don't want to tell all this again yesterday because I got yelling. <laughs> And everybody was mad at me. So let me just as simply, let me simply ask the question of my friend Dominique Fox. Your friend, is there any question but question when the, the Jets turn around and play Thursday night in a game, third season is over if they lose. Who's your starting quarterback if both are up? Oh, if both are up. I think it's obvious that Zach Wilson's going to have on a, a coat again this week. And, yeah, they're going to go with Mike White. I yeah. think that's the obvious answer. Hold on. And as much as that uh, – that quote from that quote like gives you pain again. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I've multiple weeks. Is he's not talking to you. Talking to you. Right. He's trying best to encourage that a quarterback that who is gonna likely play. Like gonna be Zach Wilson because he's because healthy and his life's not gonna be at risk out there getting his chest dove through like uh, Mike was a couple was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Should have started. Should have started with you. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, what information we have we have is the event. The availability for Thursday, right for Thursday. They listed him as they listed him as a spent in practice, spent in practice. Yeah. Encouraging, encouraging. Uh, my uh, my under Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is likely start, likely starter. Just based on just based on. I think of I think of money for the game, for the game. Start, start. Hearing from Robert, hearing from Robert. Still part of his, still part of his Jack Wilson, Zach Wilson, mm. because he might need, because he might need him, need him, need him after tomorrow, after tomorrow. So I uh, he, so uh, he has that his that his comp as it can be, as it can be. So your thoughts, so your thoughts uh, from you. I got from you. I got. Yesterday by yesterday by Dan Ryan Clark Ryan Clark. Your thoughts, your thoughts on some Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson Sunday, Sunday. 
it's hanging up. It's hanging up. Let me be. Let me be on my truth. My truth moment. Anguish. Anguish. Okay. This. This. Every cowboys. Cowboys. So I think. Think that you know about this. You know about this. And you. Cause it. And you. Cause it. Boys bother. Boys bother me all the time. All the time. All right, the second. All right, the second. G. The G. The sex. You'll get. You'll get. You'll be fine. Be fine. Think. Hopefully. 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 I've been on. I've been on in this. This network. This network now. Five years. Five years. Oh. Little. Listen. The cowboy. The cowboys. And also. And also celebrate success. Success. G. Damn roller coaster. Damn roller coaster. When you're going. When you're going up. When you go. When you're going. They. I figured. They. I figured this was. Didn't know when. Didn't know when it was. But I knew it. But I knew it was coming. Let me get the Mike White and Zach Wilson. Here's the thing, man. Mike White is a better football player. I think. Every. I think people have expressed that at this point in his career. We didn't bench Zach Wilson to your point. Zach Wilson benched Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson threw 16 touchdowns, interceptions. That's why you go to the bench. That's why you have to think about putting a guy in some, some veteran experience when you got a defense that's good that's going to keep you in certain games. Is this game here? This wasn't on Zach Wilson. This, this had nothing to do with Zach Wilson. I don't know what I overthought it with the timeouts mean. I need Robert Sullivan to clear that up. I was overthinking. What were you overthinking? I, a seven-year-old could have said, you know what? <laughs> you know what? If I, I want to play with these toys longer, I probably need to preserve them. Preserve them. Somebody <laughs> won't leave. They won't leave. My, okay? Okay? He would say. He would say. But hide. But hide. To go with they free. To go with they free. Would, they, would, would, they would avoid. avoid it's not, it's not house if they are playing with toys and they don't want it to end. Robert Sala had an opportunity to allow Zach Wilson for us to have a conversation about Zach Wilson making a final drive in order to kick a field goal for the New York Jets to have success. Instead, we're sitting here, in here talking about a 58-yard missed field goal, and, and now the conversation was, was back to Zach Wilson about what he can and not do. Do me some, some plays. I'm home quarterbacks. Y'all know, but I'm, but I'm not going to give Wilson, Wilson this one, and I think he, think he deserves some of the, some of the vitriol that he because, because of it. I think it should be, should be directed towards as a coach, coach. I could yesterday, yesterday, because I completely <laughs> agree, really agree with every word, and I got, and I got yelled at. Fine, Mike T. Mike T. Well, I saw that roller, that roller coaster, and you agree with who I agree with who I agree. But it's more, it's more complicated. Bench not only, bench not only for how it's New England, New England, but what the game that the game that he didn't the the defense it's more complicated, more complicated. And that Mike, Mike White, what Solomon, what Solomon fell short, fell short again. They night in a they night in a game. Girl, that means every, that means every teams. Okay, teams. Okay, uh, 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 you can and I both and I both quarrel, but it is no, but it is <laughs> whose feature you, whose feature is zero zero oh. given given. Let's make our way over here and let Neek show us what were the three things this weekend that jumped out at you, starting with Justin Fields. Oh yeah, Justin Fields, you're going up against the best team in football, maybe one of the best defenses. You know what? He gives zero FOXs, <laughs> and you try to sack him in the backfield, it doesn't matter. Scrug it off, run down the field like you are the best player in a high school, against a high school team. Uh, two defenders, what you gonna do there? Not take me down, I don't care. Step out of bounds, it doesn't matter either. We're gonna finish this and play and score a touchdown. Three waiting for you. Boom, spin it out. Score a touchdown. Should count it as yeah, a touchdown. I don't, I I don't care that he stepped out. Yeah, we need to change the rule. They let that touchdown in uh in Vegas. Uh-oh. Now, now the Vikings uh -oh. down Vikings by 33 points. No one's ever come back down by 30-some points, but the Vikings don't care. And, oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Stephon Gilmore. You may go to the Hall of Game, but not because of this play game. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> did Justin Jefferson just route you up? <laughs> it's nasty. And this may look sped up to you. Maybe it is, but it didn't matter. 
Dalvin Cook is just that fast. They can't bring him down. Again, we are closing the gap down 33 against a team that's coached by somebody I never met. I disowned him as a friend once he went down <laughs> 33 points and lost. Just joking, Jeff. I love you. And the final moment that we are going to is I. Oh, no. Yeah. Right here. I don't care. You think I care? I don't care. Watch me not care. Don't Let do me it. Back. Oh, you don't care? Let me you show you something that somebody that really don't care. Don't do it's it. me. Throw it back across the field and then the final. Chandler, oh, I really don't give a damn about your life. Push them through the crust of the earth and take it to a touchdown to win. I'm not, I'm surprised that Bill Belichick survived this moment. P poor Mac Jones. I mean, Mac in a season filled with all sorts of. Mark, just watch this. Is that the worst play ever? Yeah. The only question worth asking, Marcus, is that literally the winnerst play in Ersfeld history? Oh, no question. It's all worst play. This is equivalent to an NBA player to go and score in the opposite basket. Oh. All right? That's what this is. This is this is you not knowing situation. This is you trying to do too much. This is all of the things we talk about as being wrong. Jacoby Myers took credit for it, and I don't want to kill the man, but Jacoby Myers, this will go down in history as the worst football Can we appreciate play the stiff in the history though? of the NFL, bro. Like, it's, it's not the worst play. It's the best play ever. Look at this. He took a quarterback and pushed him all the way to the other yeah. side of this round earth. A zero five. Well, uh, be kicking people still in coming. Got to run. Yeah. Big hour is still on the way. Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. Still a long shot to make the playoffs, but their chances got a lot better last night. We'll tell you exactly what it meant right after this. You're watching Get Up on the ESPN.